not including that. <laughs> I am not putting that on the episode. Absolutely not. It's terrible. Uh, so, so happy Sunday. Happy, happy Sunday. Sunday. Uh, you know, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Uh, uh, no one thinks that their employer cares about them. It's true. Yeah. Well, one in four rubes yeah. think that their employers care about them, but that's about it. <laughs> imagine believing that your employer cares about you. I can't imagine it because I yeah. used to think that about right. oh, an yeah, employer. Yeah. Well, um, like, it, it's such a weird thing because, like, you know, um, it, ever since Citizens United, we've had this, you know, whole uh, debate publicly about whether or not corporations are people. And it's like, well, like, I don't think a corporation can, like, literally care about yeah. another person. Yeah. Like as part of, like, are you trying to tell me that Walmart doesn't care about its sales associates? That it doesn't consider them family? It, it certainly doesn't care enough about its customer base to like do due diligence on like um you know uh, putting in a bunch of fake blood testing equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have to say I've had a lot of jobs, um, corporate, non corporate, you know, small businesses, whatever. The boss who ruined my life the worst and like fucked me over the worst was the one who i most thought was like family oh yeah um yeah absolutely i had i i've had when i worked at applebee's i had a manager who slapped my ass in the in the office when i was cashing out at the end of the night he slapped my ass with a checkbook and uh was that the family that guy? was terrible no oh, okay he was far and away one of the like despite that incident yeah. at least he didn't like make my life living hell other than that um no like it's any if you start a job and anybody says look we're family here get the fuck out run <laughs> you do not want to work for somebody who's calling you family unless, they, it, unless it's olive garden unless it's olive they, garden. Say, they say that on the television when you're here your family yeah they can't they can't say that if they were lying um yeah so employees who feel their employer cares about their well-being are 69 percent less likely to actively search for a job nice uh so a lot of people actively searching for a job it seems like um during the onset of the pandemic employees felt employers had more care and concern uh but i think but then once uh uh work from home ended and uh people are getting less uh benefits and all of a sudden Pretty much every, both your government and your employer was like, okay, this has gone on far enough. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> appreciated you plenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're a hero. I get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what prompted us to, you know, what, what prompted this article was this leaked email from uh, a franchiser, franchiser, franchisee of... Um, a middleman. Yeah, a middleman of this... Um, franchising company that deals with Applebee's and Taco Bell in like several different states in the United States. And he basically wrote this email that said that the rise in gas, pri gas prices and cost of living is going to be good for their bottom line because they can afford to pay employees less because they will be more desperate for jobs because most of them are living paycheck to paycheck and they have to pay for gas. Yeah. So on, on March 6th, uh, he wrote to his fellow executives, most of our employee base and potential employee base live paycheck to paycheck. Any increase in gas prices cuts into their disposable income. Uh, um, as inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. He also acknowledges that many employees will need to find a second job. And so... Um, bosses and managers need to make sure that they're flexible enough that employees will choose Applebee's, choose their, you know, restaurants as like their first choice for employment. So at least there's that. At least they're encouraging flexibility. Yeah, like, or, or like get your schedules out quick. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. Well, like I mean, schedule them fast because their time is going to Which get is crunched. difficult because I used to work two jobs, uh, one at Applebee's and one at a bookstore that I, this was in college. And like, I had a set schedule for the bookstore, but I didn't have a set schedule at Applebee's and they would not get me my schedule until like oftentimes like two days before the start of the work week. So it just like, it, and they do that on purpose. Like yeah. it becomes impossible to ever like live your life and plan, which was what that horrible boss that I mentioned earlier also did. I would have a completely different schedule every week and he wouldn't tell me until Sunday. We got to be accommodating to your family. <laughs> you know, like... What like you know your 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 ba baby sister calls you up and is like hey like I really need a hand right now what are you going to be like hey you should have let me know two weeks ago in writing 
<laughs> well, and even then, sometimes I don't care. Um, I had to lie and say that I was a Christian when I worked at Applebee's, so that I could always guess, <laughs> I, so that I could always have Sundays off, so I could go work at the bookstore. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good idea yeah, yeah, yeah thank you yeah, yeah yeah came up with it on my own yeah hell yeah i like that excuse, uh, me. excuse me sundays for the first and only employer jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> and, and as far as like gas prices do you guys notice that when the price of oil like went above a hundred dollars a barrel like suddenly gas was like a dollar more per gallon and then it dipped down by like 20 percent and Guess the gas still. was still a dollar, <laughs> yeah. like up a dollar per gallon. Huh. Yeah, it's almost like the free market is a lie. Yeah, uh, but wait, it's pretty... so they don't pass savings on to consumers? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> that, it, that can't be right. It's just like it's a crazy uh, thing, you know. Like we're going to get into some more dystopic news um, re- uh, vis-a-vis climate, um, but like it's just it's absolutely insane that like in a time where um, there's you know this global instability because of the war in Ukraine and uh, um, you know, COVID and everything else that like there we're we as like a country are still allowing like massive price gouging of like the people who are least capable of paying for it. And then all of these like small business owners are like on their email threads being like, wow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now they're even more dependent on us. Yeah. We can, we can be even this is leverage baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, 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 and watch that they are priming us all to prepare for food shortages and extreme rises in food costs. Biden has already said that there is going to be food shortages. Remember that he can freeze food prices anytime he wants. Nixon did it. It's, yep. We've done it several times in, in American history, as recently as Nixon. It's really, it's really disturbing how we are watching consent manufactured in real time especially with things like inflation and gas prices and food prices and shortages that like as if we're true you know the the elites are treating this as if they're forces of nature that just like nobody yeah. has any control yeah. over it and you know oh no it's so terrible yeah and, oh the poor american worker they can stop this at any time yeah and, but they'll pull out like three or four you know um prize-winning economists and they'll all explain how like everyone's hands are tied and this is you know because they gave out too much of uh, federal assistance during covid yeah, and like all this bullshit we superheated the economy and now it's too <laughs> hot too hot yeah and yeah and they, it's yeah it's it's insane the fed is raising rates though which is probably one of the only good signs for like i think people of our generation's capability of like securing affordable housing into the next like decade uh because i i think that this is likely going to lead to a uh the the housing bubble bursting in a lot of major cities yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. because it as soon as it's expensive to borrow people are going to be looking at like a house with you know $400,000 $400,000 mortgage or whatever and be like, oh, no, not gonna yeah, do that. no, it's got to be a lower price. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. Here's Rates hoping. have been far too low for, for a long time. Um, so they're, they're also going to do everything they can though, to still make, because rates are going to be high. It's going to be hard to get a mortgage. So the price of the house is going to go down, mm-hmm. but the, the cost of borrowing will, will, go prob- up. will probably go even higher than it, should and then the end result will be like companies like blackrock and like all these investment firms like happily renting uh uh i mean that's happening already you. but yeah, yeah no it is already happening already but, but, it I, may but accelerate. as soon as that there's a next like housing crisis that's w- where they're gonna go is like buying up as much housing as possible so that they can rent it and do other things to it now, that's what we call a lose lose yeah well shit man <laughs> shit <laughs> I, thought, I thought i thought there was some good news in the horizon man how about Come these on. fake friends oh you're talking about F- saudis fucking saudis yeah we've been backing y'all up for years now and now you're talking to you know to our our great enemy <laughs> Russia? The, the, yeah, which one? No, the other one. Pick one. The other one. Uh, 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 the Iran? Palestinians? <laughs> no, the other one. Uh, uh, Venezuela. Yemen. No, Ra- <laughs> further east. East. China. China. Oh, I thought they were like our biggest trading partner slash like we're married Look, at the we're hip. we're frenemies, yeah. okay? We're frenemies. In terms of our ruling class. Uh, yeah, so it turns out um, I, we had, when we were picking up stories, we, we were trying to figure out like 
what we had done to Saudi Arabia to piss them off so much that they're going to now start accepting yen as for for oil, which yeah. is yon. The, yeah, yon. Yeah, sorry. Which is like the first time that's happened. Or the, I mean, the, Saudi Arabia has exclusively done uh, oil for dollars since the seventies. Right. Isn't that like the right. whole point of the OPEC nations, like and to the, keep it in dollars? Yeah, and like our bloated military spending. Like, isn't that like the whole way it's been sold to us for our entire lives? It's a huge package of different things. That, yeah. No, I mean o- OPEC works for them. Is that they they formed it and then uh, cut us off? Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, but th- I think the way that we got it back was to, uh, um, we, we basically uh, offered military support yeah, and yeah. if any of them were to have any conflict, we'd immediately jump to their aid. Yeah. Yeah. In and exchange it, for them selling it in dollars. dollars. Yeah. And so when Joe, and of course, you know, this is, this is, so when you, when you go to the gas pump and there's like a, um, a Joe Biden sticker that says, I did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way that that's true, and it isn't like a totally wrong way to to look at it, is that um, when Joe Biden became president, he ended the offensive help to Saudi Arabia in the Yemeni war. Apparently, so we're no longer like few, refueling their jets, like um, between no, double no, tapping. Well, we're doing defensive support, which I think would mean like refueling jets and like probably like helping out with material. But we're not as uh, like excited about it is is pretty much all interest the passion's not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a loveless weapons yeah. trade deal <laughs> oh my god one thing that like was shocking to me in this this article from the hill apologies that we're going to share an article from the hill with you but um Saudi Arabia provided China with 1.76 million barrels of oil a day in 2021. Is that a lot or a little? It's incomprehensible to me. What (laughs) is is 1.76 million barrels of oil look like like a day? I like, I don't even understand. Yeah. I I just, whenever it comes to like the, total volumes of extraction and utilization of fossil fuels into our atmosphere it always just fucks with me like 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 where is all this stuff i get that the earth is big yeah but like that seems like how are we not hollowing the whole thing out Take, <laughs> yeah i don't i, mean, I, don't, I, guess I don't get are, it yeah, yeah yeah it's I don't, I don't, it sounds fake it sounds, uh, yeah yeah well see that's what we gotta show do. me the oil we, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> capture the carbon and we're gonna sequest it back where it came from in the form of carbon dioxide being pumped into the oil fields, like, you know, like okay. underground. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good idea. Yeah. I thought you were going to say we're going to turn them into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's step two of yeah. the plan. You know the oil's okay. not from dinosaurs. I don't care. Okay, okay so we're yeah. going to make uh, paleolithic ferns. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the lack of white rock basidiomyces. Right. That's why we have oil. Is, what? Uh, yeah, basically there wasn't a... Um, it's before fungus, right? Before well, there was anything to break down... Specific types of fungus, yeah. yeah. And so like huge amounts of compostable like dead, material yeah, just matter. like yeah. got pressed on top of each other because of accumulating... It's so gross. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, was just, it just turned into like this black sludge well, that you It's like, like the earth and... became a panini press. Yeah. Like, you know, it, and, and then like the oils, like the cheese. Yeah. And then like... M- m- <laughs> Oh. oh man, we should really start a science podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'd be great at it. Uh, the, one, I guess, other thing on oil and gas, and it's disturbing the way that all of these things relate to each other. But yep. this Antarctic heat wave is like one of the probably the most alarming graph I've ever seen with regards to global warming. Yeah, um, yeah, that. That graph sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> we'll share the Washington Post article in the in the show notes. But like, holy hell, it is just this massive spike that is such an anomaly over tens of thousands of years that like it doesn't even make sense. Oh, I guess that graph isn't actually in this article. I'll find the I'll find the graph and share it. But it's like this huge spike. It was an increase in like ninety degrees. Yeah, it's it's soaring fifty to ninety degrees above normal. Well, surfs up, baby. Yep. And what's really terrifying is that, like, 
they don't understand why even like climate scientists, mm. even people who have whose whole life is dedicated to predicting what climate change is going to look like are befuddled. They're like, we don't understand what this is. This is uh, impossible and unthinkable. Because like, they, that's, that's like yeah. that's like when your mom is scared when you're a little kid and you're like holy <laughs> shit mom is like you, there's like it's uniquely terrifying as yeah. a child when your mother is scared that's how i feel reading this article it's really really bad um you know like a, a lot of sci-fi authors like uh kim stanley robinson um you know for jumps to mind uh have like long predicted that like the biggest disruptions to our way of life and like global economy and stuff are going to be happening uh, due to Antarctic ice shelf, like dropping off into the ocean because like basically there's so much ice that's currently like on land, you know, in Antarctica Mm -hmm. that could go just slide right into the ocean and make its way, you know, like closer to the equator and melt and just raise the sea level faster than any other situation not to mention all the methane it will release yes yeah yeah. and that like that's the thing that in uh both i think it's new york city 2140 i I think i got the number the the date wrong on that book title but um, which doesn't matter because all this stuff is happening faster so whatever date he put on it it's sooner yeah Yeah, yeah. As, (laughs) as well as the mars trilogy this was like the thing that basically was the biggest like shock to humans living on earth, like during the, his, you know, uh, like sci-fi stories. Mm -hmm. And um, that's sort of the thing that climate scientists have been talking about is that like things are going to keep gradually getting worse, but then there's going to be events that um, are that it's like the punctuated uh, equilibrium, right? Like it's slowly getting worse, but then there's, there's going to be like little spikes where it gets really bad, really quick. And a lot of that, I think, is going to be around these shifts in Antarctica, because, like, their effect or their potential effect on sea level is, like, way, way bigger than the Arctic. Yeah. Like, the Arctic's a lot of ice, don't get me wrong, but, like... Nothing compared to Antarctica. Yeah, Yeah. well, well, it's already in the ocean, right? right? Whereas, like, so much of Antarctic ice is just, like, on land. Mm -hmm. And so, if it slides into the ocean in big chunks... Because of, you know, these wild uh, heat waves, yeah. then it can get real bad real quick for, like, every single coastal city, yeah. like, all at once. And that, that becomes, like, a species uniting thing, in a way, in, like, these um, sci-fi novels that I've read. Mm-hmm. But, like, it could also go the complete opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one sliver of good news is that uh, the U.S. is easing uh, Venezuela res- uh, sanctions because we need oil. Because we need oil. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. yeah. Wild. So, uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, Nicolas Maduro is looking a little bit better now. <laughs> it's it's been a weird couple of years for Maduro. Yeah, yeah. Like, remember when everybody like uh, bipartisanly was behind Juan Guaido? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, Trump was like trying to to uh, you know basically install him as president, like in Venezuela. And yeah. you know, the Dems and the Republicans are like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Juan Guaido, yeah, yeah that's man that of the dude's, people. That dude's definitely president now, <laughs> but he's not. He no. never will be. No. That's funny. I wonder what he's doing now. Wang Guaido? Yeah. Probably probably doing a podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Playing Call of Duty. Streaming. Yeah. He should he should be a Twitch streamer. Wang Guaido <laughs> should just be a Twitch streamer. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'd sub. Right? And just and he'd just be like sitting around and you're like, well, you know, I mean like the real problem is like, you know, uh, uh the IMF needs to get in here and, you know, land sta- stabilize causes land. more problems than it's solved. Yeah, he's yeah. like play, he's like playing Halo and like yeah. getting like uh tea bagged by like a six year old who's just like, You suck, you suck, you suck. <laughs> you wouldn't be saying this if I was president. <laughs> So when the so one thing that's pretty cool about the January sixth commission is all the texts we're getting. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. they were oh, releasing so many text messages. 
the frantic tea Sean Hannity. Everywhere. Oh my god, so much tea, <laughs> and it's delicious. We're sipping on it. I, the, I, and they really, you know, the, the celebrities really are just like us. They are. It's true. They're I messy did, bitches. I just didn't hear like we are. about Sean Hannity, though. What, what, what oh, my it? God. Sean Hannity was frantically texting Mark Meadows, uh, like, the day of the, you know, whatever, rebellion. The, the teddy bear picnic. The teddy bear picnic. <laughs> yeah. Which I still hate calling it that, but whatever. Um, like, he's ruining everything. He's destroying everything we've worked for. You've got to tell him to stop this. He can put a stop to this anytime. So that's so poor Mark Meadows because he's getting that on one end from Hannity, and then he's getting fucking Jenny Thomas in his DMs on a whole different kind of level. Oh man, she was like, whatever she's on, I want her to break off a little piece of that funky stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I want her to keep it to herself because uh, this is very dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Other people are smoking on this shit. (laughs) At the same time, she does say that. the that uh, uh uh those who attack the capital are not representative of our great teams of patriots for djt exclamation point exclamation point oh they're not amazing <laughs> times the end of liberty amazing times the end of liberty <laughs> yeah so i well this is like the go-to line yeah for you know hardline trumpers is that this was antifa like this, right. the violence is not like you know donald trump supporters whatever the the, the i i think there really is something in this, like, that we have to understand in the psyche of, like, the ruling class that, that, that's in these texts. Like, like, that you could triangulate across all of them, like we were talking about. Because it really seems like there are some true believers, mm-hmm. like Jenny Thomas, right? But then there's, like, all the, like, a lot of very cynical ones who just, are used to saying things like, you gotta water the tree of liberty with the blood of tyrants and shit. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, we need AK-47s and shoot, you know, like any protester that's in front of your F-350 or whatever. And, but they don't, but if it actually happens, they're horrified. Yeah. But they have to keep saying it. Yeah. And they don't expect any, they're like, no one's taking this seriously, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. then when they do, yeah. it's like, oh, shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! No! 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 <laughs> well, you know, I think that that's what I find so disturbing about this is that I have comforted myself in the past with the belief that this is all cynicism on the mm-hmm. part of like the the really the powerful yeah. GOP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But there are um, some that really believe it. That's yeah. it. Fucks me up. Dude. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that these are private text messages showing showing her calling it the Biden crime family and ballot fraud co conspirators. Uh, are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now and over coming days and will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. This is Clarence Thomas's wife. Yeah, see, I I was going to mention that. That freaks me out, dude. I had never heard the name Ginny Thomas. Oh, yeah, me either, yeah. Like, before this week, I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, Clarence Thomas, he has a wife? What? (laughs) Like, (laughs) so, yeah, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, you know, arch-conservative, has a wife who's full on QAnon, like, you or know. at the very least, big lie believer. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if she's necessarily like believes that the elites are sucking the adrenochrome out of out of you know small children. But can you explain what she meant by release the kraken? I- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it means she would like a Cuba Libre, please. <laughs> yeah, I could go for yeah, a Cuba um, Libre. Yeah, like the, the Kraken—it's it's, it's good rum. It's it, good rum. It's like a giant squid, right? Yes. Like in what? What? Like Norse mythology? I don't know. So no, the Kraken is—it's like a sea monster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's from. Huh? It's also pretty good rum. Okay, let's actually stop and look that up. Yeah, let's look at this episode of Ironweeds brought to you by <laughs> Kraken Rum. Kraken rum. Uh, make a plan, release the Kraken, and save us from the left taking America down. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a Dano Norwegian natural history writing. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 uh Victor Hugo, who's French, uh, brought it into like. Of like popular, popular, yeah. and, and then and then Jules Verne, with right? Tw- uh, uh, yeah, made the crack in a thing. So now popular. we're both a science and a literary podcast. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> but like, where was the Kraken being kept? Like, and what what would releasing deep, it do? Deep under the sea, <laughs> defeat the left, save save us from the left taking America down. No, I don't want to politicize Krakens. You know, like I mean, it the may- ce- ce- the, like the gigantic cephalopods are just gonna they're 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 gonna believe whatever they believe. It's true, uh, you know. I, I mean, so like one <sighs> thing that I think is important to real. Uh, to take away from this is like, you know, I made the joke that, you know, the celebrities are just like us, but like you do have to internalize the idea that these extremely powerful rich people are not better than you and they are not different. They're not smarter. They don't know more things than any of us. They're just rich and powerful. That's the only thing that's different. Yep. And so like uh, the standard amount of them are batshit crazy. Yeah. And like believe dumb things. And a lot of them are really dumb. Like look at, like elon musk like yeah they're they're really dumb well there's like definitely a differentiation amongst them where some are much more sophisticated and like uh less naive than others yeah i mean the only thing that separates them out i i think completely is their narcissism and their willingness to like fuck over yeah sociopathy Yeah, Yeah, yeah sociopathy right he's like that's that's the only condition that's the only sorting condition in right. any of this, right? Yeah. Is, is, is the willingness <laughs> to fuck over other people and to get to the top. Yeah, yeah. Power is something you take, typically, yeah, yeah. In, in our, you know, history and society. Well, that's I mean, you think about just, like, given to you yeah. by, by merit or by, uh, you know, like, being trustworthy. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, just, like, think of all the contests that we've set up to become, like, powerful in politics or business and both, you know, which are pretty much the different sides of the same coin Mm. right like it's all just like crass like fucking each other over right it was like that that no care will get you anything that's how recommend succession yeah yeah right yeah yeah that's documentary i like all of like the rich and powerful people that got there from getting really physically fit because, like, you know, that's just self-discipline. <laughs> right. like, you look Arnold like, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Rock. Like, you there know, you we've talked yeah. about, you know, potential 2024 presidential hopeful. Um, Can't believe he's a Republican. The Rock? Yeah. I thought he was a Democrat. Wasn't he pro, wasn't he down with Obama? Didn't he, like... Was he? I, I thought I remember hearing that he was a Republican and being really disappointed. Well, I think hmm. the, mu- yeah, I, yeah, I think the muscle dudes are just, like, Republicans because they have, like... Masculinity, yeah. Well, a Schwarzenegger is a Republican, yeah. But yeah. he married a Kennedy, and so he was like a pretty liberal Republican. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like they have to be a Republican no matter what they think because of masculinity. Huh. But they can be a moderate Republican or whatever. It's also California. We have to also have to recognize that this is like the sovereign state. Yeah, yeah. That this is like California ideology yeah, shit different. that doesn't make any sense. Like, they eat entire bowls of vegetables. (laughs) Okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's political stance is ambiguous. The actor previously identified as a Republican and even spoke at the 2000 Republican National Convention, but endorsed Kamala Harris and Joe Biden during the 2020 run. Interesting. Interesting. As a political independent and centrist for many years, I've voted for Democrats in the past as well as Republicans. So anyway, Ginny Thomas. <laughs> that's uh, that's thinks, almost more more disappointing than if he was a Republican. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. So I, I, she just like she's I, I, I guess that this becomes news because like they, uh, um, uh, Clarence Thomas should recuse himself from like anything having to do with January sixth stuff if it comes before the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, but he's not going to. And he's not going to. Yeah. Which is funny because, uh, well, it's not funny. It's terrifying. He's like, um, uh, uh, Justice Thomas wrote that they were one being, an amalgam, (laughs) and called her his best friend. She often uses similar language to describe her husband. That was so creepy. Like, David, I love you dearly, and you are my best friend. We are an amalgam. we are not an amalgam. We are an amalgam. (laughs) We are not an amalgam. I am you. You are me. Incorrect. We, uh, uh. Is it something? It's like a Beatles song, right? I, the Walrus, Cuckoo Cuckoo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a, not a Walrus, and I don't appreciate you saying this about me. Walrus, you can't call your wife a Walrus. <laughs> Do drugs? I didn't. No, I didn't call you a Walrus. Uh-huh, I called okay. us a Walrus together. An amalgam Walrus. Amalgam no, Walrus. I do not care for it. Also, something about. Do you acid. think they have like a co Facebook? Oh yeah. You know yeah. how like those co- yeah. like how couples yeah. should share a Facebook. I bet. Th- I bet they. Yeah, 
They seem like those kinds of people. Yeah. Or no, no, they don't. Well, yes, no, they are because Clarence Thomas famously never talks at, in the Supreme in Supreme Court hearings. Yeah. Uh, so he is a lurker on her account. He dissents. I mean, yeah, he's a silent in writing, majority. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right did you know i still want to know what the kraken is i'm gonna have to look this this is gonna be bothering me the whole it's episode a big, it's a big octopus no no i want to know what she meant oh what like, she meant what does that mean release the kraken like to defeat I mean, the left i like, think it's well so when we if when we did our episode on the oath keepers yeah. uh, on our bonus feed patreon.com slash ironweeds um remember the oath keepers wanted biden or <laughs> trump to call up the National Guard yeah. and the military yeah. to enforce the true election yeah. results. And not shoot them. As and they, not shoot them. <laughs> if they broke into the, the halls yeah. of Congress. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it's something like that. I'm I mean, just when you be, look at what yeah. QAnon, the QAnon mythos, the QAnon mythology is that any day now, Trump is going to arrest all the pedophilic elite mm. and take them to Gitmo mm. and try them for war crimes and sedition and mm. blah, 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 all the other shit. So, I mean, something like release the Kraken is just a, a, a turn of phrase that, See, you, you know, you indicates. Say that, but we're going to be the ones with Pikachu face when we're like out in the streets for the next, you know, uprising. And all of a sudden Cthulhu like slowly like comes over the horizon. That would be pretty fucked up. Uh, okay, wait. Here it's I... the only thing that can stop the left. It's yeah. it's a Sydney Powell thing. Okay. Yeah. So pro-Trump groups, including QAnon conspiracy theorists, have amplified the idea uh, about uh, widespread voter fraud. Uh, under the hashtag release the Kraken, and it's being widely shared by those supporting the legal campaign to challenge the election results. Lawyer Sidney Powell, who was until recently part of Donald Trump's legal team and is now acting independently for the love of the game, um, <laughs> has uh, described the case she was mounting as a Kraken that, when released, would destroy the case for Democrat Joe Biden having won the presidency. Oh. I mean, I'm sure, I think it's probably all wrapped up in the same belief that, like, any day now, all of your enemies are going <laughs> to get what's coming to them. So, some of these claims have already been rejected in court cases, while others, such as the accusation that voting machines are part of a plot originating under former Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez, are not backed <laughs> up with any credible evidence. <laughs> That's oh, cool. Chavez? Yeah, wow. that's a throwback. That's, that's creative. That's a throwback that's, that's, right there. That's very creative. Points for points for imagination. Uh, see that that's when the when the writers like have a lot of imagination, but your budget is running out running out at the end of the season. <laughs> so you have to do like a, a like a recap episode or yeah. reusing old footage to you know yeah, Chavez shows fill up and that like, 30 minutes. What's cracking? It's pan the black. do we want to talk at all about the uh supreme court justice um nomination process and cross uh cross questioning it was like totally crazy like josh hawley was like out there being like what are you gonna do to like be tough on crime like blah blah blah. And, and it first off supreme court Justice is not going to be handing out sentences. That is not something. <laughs> that is not something that we need to worry about. No. Like that is not what the Supreme Court does. Yeah. And secondly, the idea that like Josh Hawley, who like was at January sixth cheering on criminals breaking into Congress, is has like I think the, you mean patriots <laughs> has the gall to be like, and hey, also the like, people that didn't do what he said. The people who did do what he said are actually antifa. <laughs> To make him look bad. <laughs> it was just wild. Right? Well, props but, to props to Josh Hawley for recognizing that crime is a social construct. And, yeah, you know, it yeah. is whatever you say it is. Yeah. Like, and, like, and Lindsey Graham was, like, uh, grilling her on, um, I think she gave, like, like a two-year sentence to somebody who, like, looked at, like, a child porn video for, like, less than five minutes or something like that. And he was just like you know, this is unacceptable. This person should be buried under the jail, blah, blah, blah. Like all this other shit. And was just like, and, and, uh, okay. and she was like trying to explain that, like, that isn't what she sentenced was like traditional, like nor it was she doesn't within have control over sentencing guidelines. Yeah. Like, even if she did, she was like well within the bounds of normality or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and was trying to like explain it to him and he's like, good, good. That person should be like, you know, forever. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> man, I really, really hope that 
somebody finds some compromising material in Senator Lindsey Graham's computer. Oh, um, that, can, that can't take to. long. He's right? got to. Yeah. Like, he, he was, you know... Um, There's a picture of him in a diaper. Come on. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, my man's uh, doth protest too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the there's a picture of him in a diaper with a big lollipop, like... <laughs> Saying like I want to go to bed, <laughs> you know, or something like fucking horrifying shit. Yeah, the only thing that I saw of it was uh, Ted Cruz waving around some children's book and asking uh, he about loves CRT. Doing that. Yeah. yeah, he loves like, doing that. Yeah, anti-racist bait. And, and now, like all the books that he was waving around are like bestsellers now. Like shout out Alex Vitale, The End of Policing, like became like the number one book on Amazon. Oh, did he bring that social- book too? Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. He was. He, there's yeah. a good like one of those Getty images of him just like shaking it and, yeah. and I just don't understand, like, like up like a rocket. She didn't write those books. I, like I don't even <laughs> understand the relevance of bringing that in. But she's again, black. I didn't watch the hearing. That's it. So, she's, yeah, black. she's black. She's black. She's a woman. And of course, that's all that this is. Yeah. It's yes. just racism and misogyny. It's well, just it's, yeah. It's extreme. Like just. Yeah, fascism. Though I'm sure if Joe Biden nominated a white guy, they would also be very unhinged. Of in course. Because it's the course. Supreme Court, and it yeah. makes everybody lose their fucking minds for good reason, because yeah. it's kind of a big deal. Well, it's a big deal, but it's also, like, r- extremely rare that anyone votes, like, in either in like a, a, a nonpartisan direction mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so everyone knows how it's going to shake out yeah anyway yeah, all so judgments it's, are either like everybody's on the same side yeah, or yeah. it's completely sp- split down the middle yeah and yeah. which which is the perfect opportunity to just show your ass and like get some headlines for uh your upcoming election or something and just yeah. like build your brand that's all this this all we this didn't is even mentioned clarence thomas was in the hospital which would be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he's out now, I think, yeah, and he's out. fine. But if he died, that would be a huge windfall for Democrats and could actually yeah. turn the tide on the um, abortion questions that are going to be coming up this yeah. summer. But no such luck. I don't think that we, uh, I don't think God loves us that much. Yeah, the Thomas amalgam is going to live for a thousand is, years. I think, they, I think they should go find the Kraken. Yeah. You know, just maybe do some spelunking. Like, spelunking yeah it's like an aquatic creature yeah but there's like the underwater, underwater caves yeah there's yeah. there's water in those caves i don't know i'm just trying to think of like the most dangerous thing that the amalgam could do like, i mean deep know. sea diving is very dangerous well, there you go yeah, yeah go, go deep find sea that fishing crack. or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they have to do is go whaling right because the kraken fights a whale i think like the, the two like fight a lot do they i think so okay it's the only thing big enough to like like fight it, Cthulhu. Yeah. Cthulhu is a kraken, or like his face is a kraken, right? I don't fucking know, dude. Cthulhu's face has I like don't tentacles read and shit. Books, okay, <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Reaction. Yeah. Reaction podcast. Check for it. It's where Brittany reads a bunch of racist yeah. books and reports on them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so I, I hope all the Supreme Court justices either get confirmed or die. Uh, one of the two. Yeah. In in equal measure. Abolish it, pack it, I don't care. Uh, yeah, just, just whatever it is right now is bad. <laughs> either get rid of it completely or make it bigger. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we've advocated on this show many times before, put everybody on the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. All 300 and how many million? All 350 50 something yeah, yeah, yeah. million Americans yeah, are yeah. now on the Supreme Especially the kids. Yeah. Because they're our future. They, <laughs> you got you to start them young, you know? Yeah. It's a good learning experience for children to serve on the highest court in the land. Yeah. Good resume builder. <laughs> right? <laughs> if, they do, if they don't learn now, when? When? You know? when are they, they going to learn about Euclid v. Ambler that established the right of towns to zone... Uh, Land use. You're a fucking nerd. Hey. Get out of here. This is the only Supreme Court decision I, I know. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, Brown versus Board of Education. We learn about that one. Uh, Plessy v. Ferguson. Plessy v. Ferguson. All the racist ones. We know all, you know, all the... All the Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. That's a, that's, uh, that's a good Brown one. Brown versus the Board of Education. David just said, I just that, said that, one. that one. Oh, shit. Damn it. Sorry. I was, I was, I was trying to... Citizens United. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. V what? Well, that's the only America. one where, where they don't <laughs> say it, i don't know right is it the people versus maybe i don't know that'd be really can, is if the, can the people bring be, a case to the supreme court can the, can the people and citizens be divided 
They're the same thing. <laughs> people like, united will never be defeated. <laughs> unless, unless they're citizens. I don't know. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, Janice. The Janice decision. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, let's just name yeah. uh, I'll, court I'll, cases. Yeah. Court cases. We, yeah. We, welcome, welcome to SCOTUS Pod. This is... <laughs> I assume this is what all podcasts about the Supreme Court are like. <laughs> where they just like cases. list cases they can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, have said, said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Speaking of shouldn't have said that. Biden, so Joe Biden went to Poland. Um, Bad call. And, well, Bad call. I mean, no, it's, it's gone over pretty well. Well, well just, in, in generally, don't go to Poland. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, it was like a trifecta, right? It was like G7, UN, uh, and um, there was one other, like, international... Was it NATO? Maybe or was NATO it? Yeah, thing? NATO. Yeah, oh, yeah, was yeah, NATO? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, he, he did a couple of things. <laughs> he, did, he did a couple of things <laughs> while he was couple, there. A couple oopsies. Um, one, this is just a small thing, but... Uh, just, just a little one. Just, just maybe a little strange. Um, he met with a bunch of Ukrainian refugees in Poland. And um he said he he gathered up a this is I'm I'm quoting from CNN right now. He gathered right. up a small girl wearing Bad. a pink coat and pigtails. Nope. Don't do it. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Biden told her he wanted to take her home. <sighs> but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave you here. Man, I if, just don't, yeah, I if, don't think if, that if Biden... I were 40 years younger. <laughs> I'd take home this eight-year-old. Oh, God. Just, just, who knew that we would have a sex pest as a president? I did. Well, we already had yeah. one. Yeah. We've and had a few. Yeah. We've had, had tons. We had a bunch. I retract that. Yeah. But the big, the biggie, the big thing that um, has gotten a lot of attention is that he said that uh, Putin, quote, cannot remain in power. Yeah. Hmm. That. That sounds like he's pushing for regime change. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Now, the White House very... So, the, he had very carefully prepared remarks that he was to deliver. That he ignored. You'll be shocked to know that this was not among them. <laughs> and so, the White House was, like, panicking to get out a statement that was like, no, 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 that's not what he meant. He didn't mean he didn't mean regime change. He just meant that Putin can't continue to exert power over the whole region. Oh, that's what that's what he meant by he can't remain in power. Yes. Ah, yeah, ah, interesting. But it was not before uh, the Kremlin kind of already cla- had clapped back at him, saying that Russia's ruler is not to be decided by Mister Biden. True. So for better or worse, yeah, he true. like wraps a, a chain around his hand, and he's like, "All right, Mister Putin, <laughs> you might hit me with that intercontinental ballistic missile, but not before I drag you and I both down into Hades." Meet <laughs> <laughs> me in the in the parking lot of Vladivostok, and we're gonna do this sexual style with two like two men. You're gonna do it in the in the snow with bears, and you're I'm gonna get your oil. Ukraine. They got, you, you they okay? got the wheat. Are you okay, Mr. President? <laughs> um, oh, so you I'm know, tired. At a time when uh, it's things are, needless to say, quite tense in Europe and around yep. the world. Um, for the president to, they, okay, here's my question: Was that a gaffe, or Ooh. is Biden playing 12D chess? Hmm. Probably a gaffe. Yeah. A guy known for, for doing gaffes and not particularly known for being a brilliant strategist. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> one of, yeah. one well, of the better hot mic scenarios. Yeah. What, what was the this big fucking deal? This was when Obama signed the ACA. <laughs> oh, and nice. And Biden like, leaned in to whisper to him, this is a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah. But Obama was mic'd. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay, probably a gaffe. But there yeah, is yeah. a little part of me that's suspicious that maybe it was uh, done on purpose as like a, I don't know, some kind of like psyop or something against Putin. Kind of rattle him a little bit. Man, so Probably not, though. Like, two two nights ago, Brittany was, like, complaining about how, like, I'm just gonna be the guy that keeps co- saying that things are CIA ops. But look, look how the tides have turned. I didn't say that I thought it was a CIA op. Yeah. 
But you said it was an op. Well, like like Biden, like trying to kind of fuck with Putin's, you know. Yeah. So, and you think the CIA was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> oh <Jesus> man. <Christ. sighs> yeah. All right, never mind. I take all of it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's no. like, this is my life now. It's just gonna be this guy, like, just complain, <laughs> just, <laughs> just ranting be... all the time about how I the CIA is killing. <laughs> married to a 60 year old jewish man who's just constantly <laughs> ranting about the cia being responsible for everything that's gone wrong in his life yeah it's it, it's really crazy that where's the lie like we have this guy and his ability to uh, i'm right here no no i'm talking about i'm talking about uh, i just think it's absolutely crazy that in this time like biden is able to just sort of uh speak impromptu like in in a situation where like a guy known for his gaffes is the thing keeping us from escalating into well, a hot like, war with not Russia. Ever let him speak. I mean, he wasn't speaking impromptu. He was speaking from a fucking script that he just went off script. They really need to like yeah embed some electrodes in him that are just like, <laughs> like a shock collar. yeah just like mute button or he's just like hey. and that's why I think that you should. Mm. The second he veers off, he veers yeah, right. off script like a yeah yeah. <laughs> What was it saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, like, this is what it's like to live in a gerontocracy. You yeah. remember when Trump would go off script? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was yeah. so funny. It was so awesome. And yeah, you could better. tell the second, because, like, his shoulders would relax and the fingers would come out. And the second he was going <laughs> off script, yeah. you could, like, totally tell the, like, oh, nobody wrote this part down. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, the jazz hands are out. The jazz yeah. hands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it, it, it's how he broke all, broke all of uh, Elton John's records, you know? And he doesn't even have the organ, he just has the mouth and the brain. <laughs> Attached to the mouth. Even more important than the mouth is the brain. And uh, you know, Oh man, I forgot that one. Yeah. He That was a good one. One of the best. Yeah. One yeah. of the best impromptu um I can't wait for him to be president again. Yep. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Can he Make if he count runs again. in twenty twenty four? Yeah. I don't I don't remember how presidential terms work. Would he be allowed to run again? Like is it possible? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you, you it's only two non-consecutive. You, it's yeah. only two consecutives, right? Yeah. So we could so. potentially be looking at three terms of President Donald oh, Trump. Oh no, no, I I don't think it's two consecutive. I think oh. it's two term limit. Two term limit period. Lifetime. Yeah, that's the way I believe okay. the law is oh, written. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. that's too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh well. But um, he would he would be only the second president to have two non-consecutive terms. Yeah. Who's the other one? Garfield, I think. Mm, Garfield. Although you know about him. Who knows what's going to happen when they release the Kraken? Maybe, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll change the They could the rewrite whole, the rules, yeah. Yeah. Constitutional referendum. I mean, he is the new FDR, so I see no reason why <laughs> oh. he shouldn't be allowed to serve three terms. Oh, man. What about Oof. Donald Trump Supreme Court justice? Hmm. Those would be the best decisions. I love that so much. Right? <laughs> Those would be the best He would best never opinions. show up to court. No. <laughs> He would never wear Even the robe. Even though they only work for like two weeks a year, yeah. he would never go. You know, he 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 would do like what uh, Rehnquist did, where he's like, uh, "This robe needs like like gold frills or something." Who's this? Right. Rehnquist had a had he, a, some, he, some drip? he decided that the that the chief justice should have like special ruffles. Spe yeah, and he put like like admiral bands on his robe and who do we have roberts yeah As, so he's wearing the the I, don't, I think he just got a regular robe ah, i don't think he did the embracing tradition i see yes mm. yeah so i imagine like trump would have like a big t maybe <laughs> yeah on his robe. Or just, he would just wear the big red tie that's too long yeah over his robe over the robe yeah, yeah. <sighs> that yes that one yes that. and somehow the robe would be poorly fitted yeah like even though it's a robe even right. though they're all poorly fitted he's yeah. his would be like especially bad yeah Hell yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait. We're going to fucking lay the heaven this into existence. <laughs> All right. Fellas, are we ready for some good news? I am. David, oh, bring, bring it to us. Buses. We uh, could have made yeah. our wildflower that Madeline Albright died. Yeah. But we're actually going to save that because yeah. after we finish this, we are going to be recording a full bonus length episode on Madeline Albright. And how she's the American is dead. Iron Lady. The American Iron Lady and how she's dead and it's great. The butcher of Yugoslavia. Yeah. Because I always love a good opportunity to speak ill of the dead. Yeah. yeah. And we shall. And, you know, um, there's a special place in hell for you. Because, Absolutely. You know, you, you, you don't help fellow you women. You didn't help women. <laughs> you, you, you killed a lot of women and children 
But anyway, actual good news. All right. So, um, Michelle Wu, recently elected mayor of Boston, has made um, public free transit a big part of her uh, new administration. Hell yeah. And um, this is something that... uh, if you know, like, obviously, like if you ever say bus around me, I'm gonna be like, oh, let's talk about buses for an hour, and it'll be really annoying. But one thing, honey, I love listening to you talk about buses. The CIA got rid of all the buses. <laughs> gonna, uh, listener, I'm going. You to, actually believe that, don't listener, you? I'm going to describe her face, w- facial expressions. <laughs> Would you say that uh, <laughs> exasperated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You did for me. Busing you. makes you feel good. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, but, so, so, but here. <laughs> Here's here's the thing though that um, degenerates on this podcast. I, I I always I always want people to know is that the for a lot of transit systems, the majority of the money that goes uh, uh, the majority of the money that is collected from fares goes towards supporting the systems that collect the fares. Wow, which is I mean. <laughs> What the fuck? So for it's every- literally just gatekeeping a public service. Yeah, at that yeah. point, that is exactly that's all it is. That's for. all it yeah. is. Yeah. keep the undesirables off. In Lawrence, Kansas, which was uh, inspired by Michelle uh, Wu's um, stuff in in Boston, they found that for every dollar the system collected in fares, seventy six cents went to the cost of collecting those fares. Cool. Yeah. So twenty four percent is actually goes was revenue to, was revenue, which or not even revenue like that that that's money that I guess would go into the operating cost of uh you know the the busing maybe or something yeah. like that yeah uh, yeah well yeah it's, yeah I mean well, I guess, I guess, I guess it's, it's all yeah. revenue but yeah. like uh but like seventy six percent goes to fixing and maintaining fare boxes physically counting the cash a bunch of other stuff yeah people uh, like, twenty four cents goes to maintaining the buses uh, yeah everything else. Which is, I, like, so Baltimore, um, which David and I have taken a call, like, I really like Baltimore. I think it's a fun city. Um, but they have the free circulars. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I think, like, Circulators, three, yeah. There's, like, four, five Three or four them. bus yeah. lines that are just, like, free that go to different parts of the city. And it's interesting being on them because you can tell that it's a combination of, like, tourists and service workers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which seems like the, like, really healthy for a city to yeah. have those two categories of people be able to get around for free yeah um anywho go yeah. on uh and there, there's a couple cities doing that and they usually they call them they call them circulators and they use um they they, they make free transportation in parts that um yeah tourists will will use and tourists will will use a thing that looks like a bus if you don't call it a bus you right. call it something like a circulator or a trolley or something like that yeah um but uh but that that's not necessarily that's not quite what's happening in boston where they took the three most popular bus routes and and they're going to suspend the fare for two years um you, why the, only two years like as uh, it's, it's a, yeah it's a pilot program okay you know how much it costs to just get rid of those fares $225,000. What? what? That's it? For- <laughs> That's it. That's it. For the most populated city in New England. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. The, th- the three routes. This is the thing, right? Is like the fares on most like transit systems aren't to fund services. They are only to restrict use of them. That's, that's all fares are for. What an efficient market. What an efficient market. I, I like like during COVID, CDTA suspended all fares on everything. Uh and they're fine. Yeah. Like that's it, like it was harder for them because the CDTA actually does use a lot of their fare money for to support the system. Uh it, which is usually the case for smaller uh um transit authorities, but they were still fine. Like yeah. they're these aren't the fare box is not ever the main source of revenue for for public transit for public transit yeah um and the and what's funny is actually the ones that do uh use fares the most are the best systems usually in like china and you know southeast asia uh where fares actually support the systems because they're built correctly and people use them yeah so so if you want 
to have a system that runs on fare boxes, you have to make it actually uh, serve um, the needs of the, yeah. the city so yeah. that it's used. So that more people will use it. Yeah. 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 Because otherwise you're doing what's called a needs-based model of, of, of transit where you're just, there's people who don't have any other choice, like use it out of need. And in, and by definition, then you're never going to pay for the services because if you could, then they wouldn't, it wouldn't be needs based, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's uh, the, the people the who use it are the least capable in your society to fund it. Yeah, with the exception of like check cashing stores and mm-hmm. like other yeah. like uh, like rent a centers, like really the, yeah. the literal really, predatory, you know, uh, enterprises against the poor. Right. Yeah. Those are the only kinds of companies that can make money off of the poorest of the poor because they just like harass them into debt and like steal their money through other ways which you can't necessarily do if you're just like asking for a dollar fifty for the bus so um so yeah they, they've suspended uh uh fares on uh three of the most popular lines um and, uh one of them being uh that goes through like one of the the most um uh di- some of the most diverse neighborhoods uh and it's been showing like some 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 good promise uh um this is really sweet story there's where um uh yari cabrera a 17 year old high school student was uh startled to see the mayor on her bus (laughs) Uh, at first cabrera didn't realize the bus was free when the driver waved her through as she boarded she assumed the card reader was broken once she learned about the pilot program her reaction was disbelief followed by delight she immediately texted a friend this was unexpected she said i'm pretty happy which is like (laughs) oh that's awesome which is like one of those which i mean like yeah it's one of those things where like wow I like the government did something for me, right? It was like it's right there, and it and I'm doing, I'm be able to do something that I wasn't before, right now. Yeah, and the government did it. Like that's that it that works. It's a, it's good propaganda by the deed. Um, what are some of the metrics that they will use to decide if this two year experiment was successful? Like, is it kind of just how much did it cost? And is that a cost that we can bear? Or that's a good question, right? So to fully free the tea, as 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 Wu says, (laughs) um, it would be expensive. Before the pandemic, MBTA, uh, Metropolitan Boston Transit Authority had a $2.3 billion budget and collected about 700 million in fair revenue. If folks wanted to make all modes of transportation free, not only does that revenue need to be replaced, we probably need additional revenue because of the effect on rides for people with disabilities, for example. So, like, basically, they're they're saying that, like, we artificially suppress the use of public transit through fares. So, if we suspend all the fares... People want to use it people more. People want to use it more. It's going to cost more. Yeah. And... So we lose revenue and it will cost more yeah. if we free up all, uh, make it all free. Um, Is there any argument to be made for reducing the strain on other infrastructure if you have more bus riders and then that like, especially partly for, making up for the cause? Yeah, like a city like Boston, which is like a nightmare to drive in oh, and God, yeah. like parking is obscenely expensive. It's like $50 for like a couple hours some places. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I think that, you know, you could come up with all types of extremely valid and useful metrics for determining whether this was going to be a success like or not. Like a good investment. Yeah. I mean, like, th- think about, like, say somebody's going to take a bus, right? What else are they going to do? Like, say it's completely free. It's going to it, get people moving through, you know, the, the city, like, buying stuff, like, going to businesses, like, et cetera, et cetera. And if, like, there are people that... Uh, wouldn't have if it costed a buck fifty or whatever. Then that's like lost opportunity cost for all the other you know things in a fucking city that yeah. You know, and I would think like increased employment, people people able to get to jobs easier. Yeah, the the issue always the issue with transit is that you save more money the longer term you go, and mm-hmm. no one is ever willing to put up the upfront costs to get to those savings. Ah, it's like putting solar on your house. It, it is. It's a little bit like that. We're like, I mean, so it, the like the end result, like the best case scenario would be something like Curitiba in Brazil, where they're they're just like balls to the wall about pu- buses. Their entire 
um, uh, 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 land use code is around their bus system. So like they, they increase density on, but on major trunk bus lines. Uh, so they incur it. So now there is, because the, the thing that you get to at the end is that you're not, you're not only, uh, dealing with the transit system, you are also deciding where people need to go mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're right. starting to plan around uh, transportation, yeah. which makes it possible to kind of like holistically deal with the entire city. Yeah. Uh, and you're controlling supply, demand, and like distribution of transportation mm. in the city, which does eventually turn into like a really great place to live where it's cleaner it's it's there's less traffic mm-hmm. it's you can get around more places faster but but in in that really messy in, like intermediary period yeah you you have people who need to like learn how to live their life without a car which does take a, a lot of work like it's not easy like how do you get, you know like no one knows how to bring their groceries home yep that's, uh, that's without a car a right you know like that 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 stuff is hard so yep. um, you gotta figure out a bunch of other stuff in the middle one of the things that the cdta does really well is by having those bike racks in the front of the bus mm-hmm. and i noticed that like you know just riding my bicycle around um they're often like full yeah. Like there's often like four f- yeah. full bikes like in that little spot. And I, and I think that that's, you know, part of the solution. I know that there's like these little electric scooters in a lot of major cities and stuff to, to allow for the um, uh, outside of bus route, uh, like point to point transit, like when you're close. But having a bicycle and being able to put it on a bus or a tram or something and then get like pretty far to where you're going and then be able to like very quickly move around that area and then get back on the the tram and come back home is like extremely viable way of getting around. Yeah, as as long as you can eventually get to the again, that's one of those things about like putting the money up front to get to it eventually Mm -hmm. is that, that you don't really break into like competing with cars until you can first take away right-of-way space from cars to build the necessary infrastructure to make biking safe and accessible to the majority of people Mm. but but, right but it's all the the incentives are all backwards right because first you have to take away the the space for cars and give it to bikes and then eventually people will will realize that like they they're they're not like losing a ton when you do that but it, yeah, and people yeah. aren't going to ride bikes in unsafe places. No. Like, well, some will, you know, some hardcore will, yeah. cyclists, yeah. but most people are not going to ride a bike not. in a dangerous place. No. Yeah. And especially up here where it's like, like you know, the weather is really cold most of, the, you know, a lot of the year. Like, yeah, it's, after it's a big snow, not, whatever bike yeah. lanes exist are gone, yeah. you know, because they're covered in snow. Lanes, well, yeah, which is another thing you have to like. very narrow. <laughs> yeah. You have to convince like, uh, yeah, the uh, uh, public works to plow sidewalks and and. You know the solution all this is? And bike lanes. Zeppelins. Yeah. Ziplines. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Zeppelins and ziplines. Take to the sky. There's only blimps in the whole world. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Is it because there's so little helium? Probably. Maybe. See, this is what we've got to do cold fusion. We're going to generate new helium. We're taking hydrogen. Right. Turning it into helium. Okay. And we're going to take that helium and we're going to put it in the blimps, the zeppelins. And then we're all going to get like. Batman esque like yeah you shared this before I'm not doing that dude it's gonna be so fucking sick that's very scary it's gonna be so sick you're gonna be like able to descend from a, a zeppelin on a zipline on a bicycle and then just like drop the carabiner hit it hit the ground like running it's gonna be chef's no, kiss I'm not doing it. that's scary but whenever you describe that uh, mode of transportation to me what I think of is how when spiders when like a an egg clutch of spiders hatches yep. and they all like take to the wind yeah like on charles web, web? Yeah. yeah hell yeah yeah that's what it always makes me think of yeah, I, that I, scene made me cry oh yeah it's, so, <laughs> like, it's super sweet just one masculine slow tear <laughs> one yeah, very manly yeah. tear <laughs> I, I always just think of like how how we could get to the stewart's fire house in like two minutes uh if we had some sort of zipline thing instead of having to walk like all the al- way almost like the... 25 30 minutes to get to Oh, I also like those things on hills for bicyclists that like it's Oh it's yeah, you can a, like grab a, it. And, either it's like a hand thing or often it's like a like a cleat thing on the ground. So you like 
stand on your bike and then you bring a, a foot down that's normally like going to be on the ground. You put, leave it on like this rail and then something comes and scoops it. And then you basically like balance the bike as it just takes you up the hill. That's very cool. Very cool. I would probably ride a bike more if one, I could ride a bike and two, that existed. Yeah. Big thing though that you're pointing out, like getting groceries. Yeah. That is, as somebody who's, you know, never owned a car and has been reliant on the cars of other people, specifically for groceries, groceries. and hardware store runs, yeah. like getting large amounts of heavy things um, back home. Uh, it's a real problem. Like even cargo bikes, like uh, have severe limitations. Like where do you put it? You need a garage I, for it. You know, like, I think that's one of the reasons that in very dense urban environments like New York city or Boston, you have like lots of smaller grocery, grocery stores, stores within so walking that, distance. Yeah, yeah. So that you're just going to the grocery store like every other day, yeah, picking up what you need and carrying it home in a backpack or something. But. Job creator. Hell yeah. Job creator. Well, good on Boston. Good on woo. Yep. You know, look forward to seeing how it turns out. We like to see it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Tune in for our Madeline Albright episode that will be coming out sometime next week. Very excited about it. Um, and in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Iron Weeds Pod. You can find us on Instagram. Iron Weeds Pod. And you can send us an email. Why don't you? At Iron Weeds Pod. At, At com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.